0: My mind moves too fast to meditate. Lies. I can never sit still for long enough. I don't know what to think about. Ugh, I never get anywhere with meditation because I fall asleep. Okay, so what is all the buzz around meditation these days? I mean, isn't it just for yogis? Absolutely not. I have been into personal development for years, but it wasn't until I started a consistent meditation practice when my manifestations really started pouring in. Welcome to Create Your Fate podcast. Life Coach Miguel is here, here to teach you how to stop trying to control your best life ever and actually create it instead. How? Well, it begins with self-discovery and a little bit of positive energy. On today's episode of Create Your Fate, All of the positive energy is here. The manifesting mentor herself, Carolina Kurai, is here to share the number one game changer when it comes to manifesting and meditation. So she shares about the power of each manifesting and meditation together and how you can begin to see drastic changes in your life, even as a beginner. She'll teach you easy tricks on how to begin meditating, even if you are busy and never have a second to slow down. So if you are someone who wants to stop all of the overthinking thoughts in your head and begin creating and living the life that you dream of, tune in now to create your faith. I have the manifestation mentor here to share Everything you got to know about meditation and manifesting, Karolina Kura. Did I I said that right? Right? Yes. Did I good job? Kure. <laughs> It's a Polish name, so it's complicated. <laughs> well, you sound you sound much nicer when you say it than me. But number one thing you want people to know about meditation, what is it?
1: Well, I feel like the number one thing is that meditation is one of the most powerful tools for self-development and spiritual development Mm -hmm. ever, ever. And it's not something that you are really good at at the beginning and it requires practice, kind of like push-ups. You can't make you know a lot of push-ups at the beginning right you can do a hundred push-ups but when you practice and when you're consistent with it you can actually achieve higher states of consciousness utilizing meditation and it helps in literally every single area of your life so this is the most important thing because people get so discouraged at the beginning when they start it's like i can't just focus i can't not think i can't do this whatever let's just watch tv or listen to the podcast right but yeah if you actually go deep enough you realize that oh my god this is giving me so much richness in life in focus in senses in presence and you can take on life even more because your consciousness is expanded as a result of it. So I feel like that's the most important thing to not get discouraged and to know that it's one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself in your entire life.
0: Oh my gosh. And it's so true. Everything that you say resonates with me so much. Meditation has been a complete game changer for me, which is why I was like, we have to do this episode. We have to talk about it and we have to enlighten everybody because Honestly, I was even years into my personal development journey and meditate, like years and years and years. I was doing all the podcasts, all the books, all the things, and meditation still scared me. And it wasn't until I really started, and you're right, I had to practice. I really started getting into my meditation game where I'm telling you, absolute game changer. So let's talk about you know, you, you mentioned people get distracted or they want to. You know they fall asleep or they're like i can't do this or they find themselves overthinking in meditation so what do you think are some common problems that if you're super new to meditation what are you going to run into and how can you overcome it mm, i feel like it's the
1: same with every area of our life as it's with meditation because if you're not consistent if you're giving up too early like you're just not gonna get the benefit from it so it's the same with running your business it's the same with uh, training right if you give up too early you're not actually gonna experience what this can give you so like Mm -hmm. if you for example don't do yoga and you just start it's like okay this is too much like i hated yoga it's like too much stretching it's just too hard for me i'm not gonna do it but then when you get better and better at it you're like oh my god this is amazing and now i personally am addicted to yoga if i don't do it at least a few times a week i'm like oh my god like i my body needs stretch and it's the same with meditation if you feel like oh my god i'm overthinking all the problems of the world come to me just when i try to silence my mind and now i can't do it it's like it's very classic but the thing is that what creates even more problems for us when we meditate and especially when we meditate in silence, right? Because there are different types of meditation. You can go into a guided meditation and then it's a little bit easier for the beginners because then you actually hear the voice that you focus on, that voice is guiding you. So of course thoughts can come to you too, but it's less space for you being overwhelmed with what's coming. So for beginners, like very new people to meditation, I really recommend guided meditation just because it's easier to start and to kind of like soften into the focus even if you need to focus on the voice. And then maybe you can go into meditation with the music where you focus on the music. And then you can go into like silent meditation because silent meditation is going to bring out all this stuff from your subconscious mind. All the things that you haven't processed mentally and emotionally is going to come to the surface and people get overwhelmed with it because it's like a lot of thoughts at, at the same time. But the thing is that If you resist yourself thinking, you're adding fuel to the fire because the thing is that it's not a problem that you think. We are humans. We are going to think like we have a mind to think, right? We have a mind to create, Mm -hmm. to create with our thoughts. It's a very useful tool. But in meditation, it can be seen as a disturbance, but it's not actually the disturbance. It's more like I would more see it as like, okay. We are the sky. There are clouds passing in the sky. Sometimes it's storm. Sometimes it's rain. Sometimes these thoughts are pleasant. Sometimes they are unpleasant, right? So if you see yourself as the sky on which the clouds are passing by, you are seeing yourself as the consciousness, as an observer of what's happening in the sky, right? So the vibration, the energy of being an observer is a completely different energy to being in the thought or in the emotion, right? So when you're completely taken over by the thought, you're in the Mm. energy of the thought. But if you're observing the thought, you're zooming out from it. So Mm. if you can just observe the thoughts as the clouds passing by and one thought and the other and so on, and you can just remain observing it, this is when the clouds are going to finally go away and your sky is going to be clear. So you're going (laughs) to remain pure presence and pure consciousness.
0: Yes, that is such a good analogy. I have actually never heard it said like that. So I think a lot of people are scared to meditate because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, if you think about it, clouds are the thoughts. It's like, oh my gosh, there's going to be so many clouds. I don't want to, if I sit here and don't distract myself with a podcast or a book or, you know, conversation in the TV or list off, you know, social media, any of the distractions that we have on a daily basis, then, oh my gosh, all the clouds are going to come in. But if you say, hey, you you don't identify with the clouds. You're not the clouds. You're the sky. So take a look at what's going on in there. Like if you don't even know, if you don't even take the time to, to do this, it's like you don't even know what clouds are in there. So how would you ever analyze them if you don't even know they're there? So that's the first benefit of, hey, what's actually going on in there? And then Once you get into that meditative state and you observe the thoughts and you say, okay, oh my gosh, I'm thinking, you know, something that I think a common thought for people is I'm not good enough, right? There's a big cloud that says I'm not good enough. Then what do you do with the thought once you realize that, okay, I'm thinking it again, or this is the big thought, or I'm not, I'm not the cloud, but what do I do with this cloud now? Well, the thing is that you don't
1: really need to do anything because if you're going to just observe it, the toll is going to go away. But the good awareness to, to sustain is that. 90% of our thoughts are not even ours so okay. we're just cleaning the floor of the things that are not even ours it's like other people and society and family and people on the street we meet there is like a cloud of energy you know there's a cloud of thoughts in the collective consciousness that we just absorb because we are humans our brains kind of like antenna we're antennas for thoughts so so many thoughts are not even ours so We just get detached from the thought. And also like, it's good to observe it because if we are really, really attached to any thought, it's like, okay, do I identify with it? Do I want to identify with it? Because maybe it's not something that I actually benefit from. So do I choose to have this thought as my belief, for example, or do I choose to let it go? Do I choose to reprogram Mm. it? So you don't really need to do anything with it, but it gives you awareness of what's inside of you and what you have adopted from the society, from the family, or you know, friends or whatever. Right. And then you can really be aware of what you choose to like, sustain in yourself as a belief or
0: as something that you want to be connected to or not. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. If you never observe the clouds, then those clouds are gonna stack up, right? And so when you observe them, you can begin to let them go. So if you think about it, if you never let the clouds go, then that's when things get a little stuffy in there. It's like, Hey, what am I actually thinking? You know? And I love identifying your own thoughts versus other people's like, I don't think this about myself or the situation or whatever it is. So you let the clouds pass by and you do that long enough. And is the goal to not have any clouds? Like what is the ultimate goal for, for meditation?
1: Well, first of all, meditation is more like dancing rather than a goal and result. Because of course, like enlightenment, you know, to experience God could be a goal. But the thing is that it's not really about the end goal in this, in this case. It's about the journey. So like Mm -hmm. you don't really think of, Oh, when this song is going to end that I'm like playing if I play the piano, right? Like when is the end goal of this song? It's like, no, you're playing because you enjoy playing. And when the meditation becomes kind of more like a practice, more like the journey that you enjoy, this is the goal in my opinion, because like, okay, you can experience all these beautiful amazing moments of experiencing God, experiencing I am presence. And it is life transforming and for sure, right? You can get to the higher and higher state of consciousness with it. But if you make it your goal, you're going to be attached. Then you're going to judge yourself. Then you're going to judge your thoughts. Mm. Then you're going to be like, it's not going to be actually really a surrendering process and letting the divine flow however it does, because we are divine. So if we even struggle with meditation, there is a reason for it right? If we struggle with letting go of the thoughts, there is a reason for it. It's for us. It happens for a reason. So if we're always like, oh my God, no, again, I didn't experience the presence. Again, I couldn't let go of all the thoughts. It's like, okay, but how about you just enjoy the process of observing what's happening in your consciousness? Because the more you enjoy it and the more you relax into it, the more you're actually going to achieve your ultimate end goal, quote unquote, which is the (laughs)
0: higher consciousness state. Wow. Okay, I love that because I think a lot of people, and this is what I would do when I was first getting into meditation. I was getting discouraged because, oh my gosh, it only lasted two minutes or five minutes, and you know I had a goal of meditating for fifteen minutes, and it's like, oh man, I couldn't do it. I got distracted with you know my grocery list or all these things that I had to do on my to do list, and you know you you do judge yourself, and that's kind of counterproductive with what you're trying to do exactly that's why so, if you can see
1: it as a dance that you just yeah. do for for fun or just for yourself you know as a practice you can just be more chill about it and the more chill you are the less tense you are in your body so the more energy can flow in your body so then the easier for you is to let the thoughts and the emotions go because the thing is that if we resist something it persists right what you resist persists so if you resist right, your right. thoughts if you resist what's coming up in the meditation it's gonna be there, and it's gonna be a big ass cloud that is gonna oh, never end. Yes. Because if you're constantly gonna resist <laughs> it, you're adding fuel to the fire constantly, and it's gonna just burn everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a, a hurricane cloud. You know, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. So, number one life hack for somebody who's never meditated, right? Let's just pick somebody who's super busy, never alone. Right? It's super easy for me to meditate because I live alone, and I often wonder, well, if I had a partner and or like kids or somebody running around. How do you find this space if you don't even have five or 10 minutes by yourself? How do you even get into this? What's the first steps?
1: So first of all, I would look for everything that I already do that gets me to the present moment. And I would start with that. Because for some people, it might be playing music. For some people, it can be playing basketball. For some people, like anything that gets you to the present moment can make you already in a meditative state. So look for all these activities that you can even do around other people, but get you present with yourself, with your creativity, with your flow, With just being present, like surfing or whatever, right? In Costa Rica, here, there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, I'm just so present in the water. Like, you need to be present with the wave. You need to be present when you stand on the surfboard. And anything that gets you to the present moment is the first step for the beginners. Because the state of presence is the state of meditation already so if you don't have time to just go somewhere for half an hour in silence completely at least find something that you do daily that gets you into the present moment and if you can of course find 10 minutes to be in nature preferably maybe barefoot Mm. on the ground because that's very healthy for you, very grounding and also helps you open your root chakra so helps you get present and grounded in the moment and you can just spend just a few minutes, even five minutes, barefoot on earth, just being alone with yourself and observing what's happening in your consciousness, that's going to be already a big life hack. Because when you start from five minutes, you're going to be like, after some time, you're going to be like, oh my God, I feel so much better now that I've been practicing that I'm going to make space and prioritize it in my life. Because the thing is that we are busy, everyone is busy somehow, but if you prioritize your health, your well-being, your connection to the spirit enough, you're going to make it a priority and you're going to find time.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that so much. And I think that is so powerful to be present. You know, I often think about these big life moments that people have and they remember like getting married or getting engaged or having a baby. And really it's just because they were just super present during that time. You know, they just happened because they wanted to be there. So if you want to be with yourself, one thing I often do, and I don't know if you do this, if you're trying to stop overthinking and getting out of that cloudy, you know, all the clouds coming in, use your body, right? Your body can never be in the future. Your body can never be in the past thinking about, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, or worried about the future, right? Anxiety. And so, you know, wiggling your fingers, using your senses, what do you hear right now? What do you see? I love the exercise of closing your eyes. And then when you open them, finding something in the room you've never seen before, it just slows your mind down enough and then even your breath. So Eckhart Tolle, who I, I know you you love, and he's the master of being present, talks about even taking a big inhale and letting it go, being present is a form of meditation. So talk to me about the breath. Like how important is that?
1: Well, yeah, I feel like the breath is kind of like a cleanse for our body, you know, mm. because if you imagine, if you imagine air, The air is energy. So if you imagine air coming inside of your body and out of your body, it's kind of like, maybe it's a very funny analogy, but that's how I explain it to my mom. It's kind of like you have a toilet and you take a brush and you just like, you know, clean it through. It's like, (laughs) maybe you have some, some shit in your toilet and you just take a brush. Uh, in and out, in and out, in and out. It's like Get the pipe is so clean, right? Yeah. It's the same with the breath. So if you take the breath, we have channels of energy inside of our body. So if we take mm-hmm. the breath in and out, it's kind of like as if we took a brush and cleansed our all energy channels, uh, meridians or nadis, depending on where, uh, where we go, yes. uh, they're dif- differently called. But we just pretty much clean out all the energy channels and all the stuck energy that is on the way, kind of like the stones in the river is coming out so breath work oftentimes also causes people like emotional release right or Mm -hmm. causes people to express something that that was unexpressed because these suppressed energies are inside of us so when, when we breathe especially if we have specific techniques for breathing we can let go of this suck energy easier and pretty much just cleanse our energy field that's how i see it and of yeah. course if we consciously breathe it gets us straight into the present moment and i even read somewhere that when you breathe it's kind of like you're breathing your soul in and out it's like your your soul is breath it's like yeah. it's a link to your soul in a way so if you can mm-hmm. consciously breathe with awareness and make it deep and slow and nice you really get to the presence and the presence is where the magic happens
0: wow yeah, that's beautiful. I love. I live for an analogy, so I love every the beautiful metaphors of you know making it just easy to understand. Clouds and of course the toilet brush. <laughs> I, I love that one. <laughs> the toilet brush. Um, yeah, it's a funny one. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, but that's so true because you know you get stuffed feelings and stuffed energy and just gotta get it out, right? And so if I'm getting into meditation, I've kind of gotten a handle on this there's guided meditation and then you can move towards, you know, music and there's apps and everything. And I know you have one to share with everyone and I'm so excited for that. So talk to us about the topics of meditation because you can do different things in meditation.
1: Yeah, you pretty much can do meditation for anything, like literally anything. When I started my spiritual development eight years ago, I started from chakra meditation. I even have a short version of it, four minutes per chakra on YouTube. If you just type connection catalyst chakra meditation, you should find it. Mm, And chakra meditation that i've started with was the emotional uh, meditation so for chakras you can do a lot of things you can do mudras you can do mantras you can do uh, there is specific hearts music for chakras which also are included in in my meditation but mine is based on more kind of like nlp kind of like reprogramming your brain new neural pathways so when you can feel the emotion linked to the chakra you're automatically reprogramming yourself for positivity so it's like Mm. you're reinforcing these positive neural pathways in your brain so then it's easy for you to switch states and also for me it was very useful to really get get myself out of the negative state of mind if i really needed that because of course i'm big on shadow work some people call me anti shadow work you know i love diving <laughs> into the shadow but sometimes it's not the time and space for you to do that so if right. you can do the meditation in which you switch from one feeling to the other pretty much like this because you choose to it helps you to just like switch your state of mind, kind of like a pattern interrupt in NLP. You can just mm. switch from one emotion to the other in seconds, right? Because you choose yes. to. So I started with guided chakra meditation uh, first by my friend, then I was guiding myself and then I started guiding for others, recording it, even uh, selling it and so on. And that was easy for me because it was guided and I, I could focus on an emotion. So for mm. me, it's easier, it was easier at the beginning to focus on an emotion than on pure presence and, and silence and no thoughts and so on. So that's why I had an easy... Uh, landing into meditation Mm. and only then i i started being into like satsang and you know all these uh, meditations satsang is like it means um, meeting with the truth so satsang is all about realizing the consciousness behind everything that is happening and realizing we are god pretty much like in a big big shortcut right so only afterwards afterwards i started uh, being into other other meditations, like silent meditation, like satsang meditation, but pretty much you can do meditation for everything. Like I run a meditations for business. Uh, the freebie that I'm gonna give you is for manifestation, right, where mm-hmm. we're envisioning the the future of self and we're really embodying it. And we let the abundance flow into our body, but pretty much you can do meditations for attracting more clients. You can do meditations for new moon and full moon for your intentions. You can do meditations for pretty much any area of your life. And that's why I like in my programs, I like to do individual, like personal meditations for people, uh, to record them for, for the premium offerings that I have yes. because everyone everyone has something different that they struggle with. But in meditation, you can pretty much reprogram so many things and you can get aware of what's in your subconscious mind. And this is mm-hmm. what's governing 95% of our life, the research says, more or less 99%, yes. 95%. So if you can get awareness in your meditation of the things that you didn't know before, then you're sweet because now you're aware of it so now you can change it and you know you can do a heart opening uh, meditation you can do like you can do so many different things with it uh, but depending also on what your intention is for meditation do you want to maybe get more focused do you want to experience god do you want to yeah experience more love and open your heart for each of these themes there could be a different meditation that uh, you go into and you can google them and there's multiple of them right now like i remember eight years ago when i started it was such a limited amount of meditations online like i literally was searching (laughs) for ages to find any chakra meditation out there but
0: now Now, there's so many of them spotify and you know youtube apple every it's everywhere so there's definitely so many resources and and oh that's that's so great because you can be really specific and intentional with your thoughts or your observation of thoughts, right? And very intentional with your presence. So I love that so much. And I want to go into the one that you mentioned about manifesting, because that's, you know, this huge buzzword these days. And I, I think a lot of people, there's a big misconception on manifesting where it's, oh, I'm going to get what I want, right? I'm going to get what I want versus you don't get what you want, you get what you are. So tell me about How does meditation and feeling that emotional response, how does that help me become who I want to be and manifest? Mm. So meditation helps with awareness and
1: awareness is first step to change because the thing is that if you haven't already manifested all the things that you want in your life, that means that there is a part of you that is resisting this goal. So meditation helps you see what this part is. So if I, for example, have a client that has never run an event in person and they are scared of it, right? If I tell them, look, your task is to run an event in person next week for like 30 people. All the resistance to this goal is going to come up right? Yes. So like, meditation oh my gosh, I'm scared.
0: I'm, I'm talking in front of people.
1: This is going to go wrong. This is going to go wrong. This, yeah. Freaking out. Exactly. How am I going to get 30 people? Whatever. And all these, all these things are going to come up, but this is the exact resistance that we are looking for. We're looking to resolve and transform if we want to achieve our goal. So the thing is that meditation helps you see your thoughts, your emotions, your patterns, your personality helps you kind of like rediscover yourself and be aware more and more. It's, it helps you expand your consciousness and the more aware of yourself you are, the more you can shift it, right? Because if you have zero awareness, if you only go with your subconscious program running on the back of your mind and you are never stopping in the presence, like, okay. I acted like this, but do I actually really want to act like this? Or was it just my pattern from childhood that if I resolve, I actually can switch and choose something else instead? So meditation is helpful for awareness. And then if you haven't manifested, then you need to change some beliefs or you need to discover some resistance and release some emotions from your body. Or maybe your goals are actually not in alignment with your essence, with your heart, with your super conscious Mm -hmm. mind. So you're trying to aim for something that is based on your mind, on your family, society, what people have told you that you're good at or whatever, but not actually on what your heart wants to do in the side. So mm-hmm. for example, in my master manifestation method online training, I teach people how to manifest right over 12 weeks period, because there's a lot that I can teach. Well, I, I, <laughs> I teach three different modalities within that. And so I focus on subconscious mind. So reprogramming beliefs. Discovering internal parts of ourselves that are resisting the goal, and then working with childhood trauma, resolving the uh, negative emotions based on our original experiences. And then, conscious mind, which is knowing your Enneagram type, right? We were talking about Enneagram (laughs) a lot. So, conscious mind, really knowing your personality type and knowing when the pattern is coming, because the Mm -hmm. more you know your personality, the more aware of that you are when it's coming up and then super conscious mind. So how to connect to your soul purpose and really set your goals in alignment with your higher self, because if you're only going to set your goals based on your mind, they're not going to flow as much. So your manifestation
0: is not going to be that easy because you're pretty much going against what your heart really desires. Right. And there's so much resistance there where it's going to get blocked by all these things that are occurring in our subconscious mind, you know, and it's so... One of the most interesting things that I, I learned about when I first started getting into the subconscious mind and all that is, you know, you don't necessarily pick those thoughts, right? They, they come up with us based off of what we observe and learn to adapt and believe these thought patterns become our habits and they become our personality of just, just who I am. And they go, you know, sometimes 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, never being challenged. So if you think something for, let's just say 50 years and you never challenge it, it's deep rooted in there. So getting into that subconscious mind and spending time there seeing, Hey, what clouds, Oh my gosh, these clouds have been here for a long time and saying, Hey, the first step is I don't really want these anymore. So I I love um, the subconscious work because people don't, know about it so what do you see when when you have clients who you work with start to discover their subconscious thoughts what are some key things or or patterns that you see from people when they start to wake up we'll call it
1: oh my god like there's a lot of different ones because i work with a variety of people but i feel like everyone has some kind of unworthiness inside So everyone has some kind of belief, like I'm not good enough in various areas of life. And for various people, it shows up in different ways. But pretty much everyone that I've worked with, including myself, you know, has some kind of like, I'm not good enough for this or that. And the more you grow in an area of your life, the more it's going to show up anyway, because you might be enough, you might feel enough not be enough because we are enough anyway but you might feel enough let's say at your work but then you might not feel enough as a mother or you might not feel enough in other area of your life so there's always some kind of unworthiness because the society that we live in and the schooling system and everything is just set up for us to feel like we are not enough in some way you know even like grades and stuff like that so yeah um, you know this is kind of like ingrained but also Yeah, there's there's fears, you know. People are just afraid and it's normal to be afraid because we have a thinking mind that is a protector for us to just not do things that are too much for us. And so then there's a fear like, how am I supposed to do this? Or maybe this is too much or too much responsibility. Or how am I going to handle this all? How am I going to hold it all, right? So this is very classic. But the thing is that if you're happy to go into the fear if you're allowing it if you're accepting it you're alchemizing it for higher vibration because acceptance on a scale of consciousness of dr david hawkins i'm not sure if you're familiar with it but many people I, are I've, if you've seen it right the, yeah the a
0: few things yeah
1: yeah, so the scale of consciousness is pretty much showing you like the logarithmic scale of of hertz of different emotions and the states of consciousness that it corresponds to. So acceptance is higher on the scale than guilt, shame, powerlessness, fear, anything like that. So mm-hmm. if you can accept and fully allow yourself to feel the emotion, you alchemize it into a higher vibration because acceptance is a higher vibration than any of the lower lower emotions so if you can fully and truly accept the resistance that you have towards your goal you're going to manifest it faster and sometimes there's layers upon layers like an onion right you've got to peel of one layer of fear then another layer of powerlessness and another layer of shame and yes. layer of blah, blah, <laughs> blah but once you peel off all the layers it's not really about taking massive action towards your goal it's about taking aligned action it's about mm-hmm. taking some action because you need to direct your energy intentionally towards the goal. But the thing is that if you resolve resistance, things just flow because right, you don't right. have a part of, of you saying, oh, no, 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 we don't want this because this is too much. So then right. things we don't want to change. Synchronicities
0: happen. Exactly, right? Yeah. And well, I love that, the example that you used about worthiness and I'm not good enough. So we'll just take, I'm not smart enough. If that is coming from your subconscious, you have this subconscious belief, this track that is hardwired into your brain. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough, you know, on repeat. And it's deep, deep in there. And then from a conscious perspective, you say, oh, I don't feel like I'm smart enough. So my goal for my conscious for my conscious state is I'm going to ace this test, right? Because that's going to be my goal. Because Because my I probably haven't maybe realized at this point, the link between the two, but my subconscious says you're not smart enough. So my conscious self is going to be like, well, if I ace this test, then I'll feel smart enough. Now, what happens is if you don't ace the test, what happens? That belief gets even deep, deeper, deeper, deeper rooted. Now, what happens if you do ace the test? It okay, might get some temporary relief, but thought is just going to come back the next time you do something that makes you feel not smart or not smart enough or not good enough you know so i love that meditation can be used for that subconscious mind
1: exactly and you know it's about also like really resolving the resistance so you can do it multiple ways so for example if you are in the state that you don't really enjoy now like okay I am in a situation like I, for example, I don't live in a place that I fully enjoy, right? So then how many things positive you can find about living in this place? Then you release resistance to what is, which then ultimately leads you to attracting better and better things because you can appreciate what you have. And appreciation is the energy that brings you more things that you can appreciate in your life through the law of attraction, right? Law yes. of things are going to come to you that you can appreciate more. So releasing resistance to what is that you don't want to be. It's one way. And also finding the secondary gains, so-called. So all the emotional payoffs of not achieving the goal, finding the internal resistance. So for example, you want to be a multimillionaire, right? Let's say this example, but then right. finding what is the worst thing that can happen when you're a multimillionaire? Well, I'm going to have too much responsibility. I'm not going to have time to spend with my kids. Everyone is going to like turn their back on me because they are not going to resonate with the level of wealth that i have or maybe i'm gonna lose connection with my family because you know rich people are bad and so on or maybe everyone will want everything from me because then i'm so wealthy everyone will want my support or whatever and we're just finding that quote-unquote worst case scenario of achieving this goal and then seeing if any of this resistance resonates with us and then reprogramming that because sometimes we don't even we're not even aware what it can be stored in our subconscious mind that we, one part of us really wants this goal, but then another part of us like, oh no, it's too scary. Let's, I'm going to keep you safe and not achieve it and sabotage you so right. that you actually don't achieve it because it's safer to have connection with
0: your family when you don't have money. Right? Right, right, right. Yeah. And where does that come from? What belief did that come from? What did you learn when you were really, really young? You know, and, and one thing I love about meditation is it actually slows your brain waves down and you can do this with the music that you listen to, but even just being present and slowing your brain down, that actually allows you to start to believe these new truths. So I find meditation a huge tool to manifesting. I honestly think you can quantum leap if you add in even just a small meditation practice. Let's say you have the beliefs and you're on this, you know, manifesting journey. You're going to get there faster with meditation because the way our brainwaves work is, you know, they speed up over time. And, you know, we're in something called beta, right? Where your brainwaves are really, really fast. And we can do a lot of things as adults, like critically think and use our discernment and make hard decisions and, you know, do crazy math. We can do all these things, but our minds are kind of like rocks, like hard rocks. So when you start to say like, no, 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 I am good enough. I am good enough. It's like, well, no, 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 your mind's gonna reject that. So slowing your brain waves down, getting back to a brainwave level that you were at when you were really young, like a theta meditation, meditative space, you can actually receive these new thoughts that you're trying to tell yourself and say, you know, I am good enough. I am good enough. And your brain, because it's not a rock, it's like a sponge, right? If you think about it, kids when they're real young, they can't really do much, but they learn so quickly. And you're just gonna be able to apply that information and actually believe it. Because I love that. If I want to be a multimillionaire, but if I believe that having a lot of money is bad, then I'm going to sabotage myself and resist that. Hmm. I love the way you describe that.
1: Yeah. And also like when you affirm things, it's actually way better for you to affirm things that you do believe. So if you want to feel enough, maybe find something that you really feel enough and affirm that and then grow from there rather than saying I'm enough or I love myself. Right. If you don't love yourself at all, maybe it's better if you look in the mirror and say, I love how kind I am for other people. And then like find just gradual steps towards self-love and then build up on that rather right. than saying, I love myself fully because that's going to bring more resistance because it's like, no, you don't. You're lying to yourself, right? And then you yeah. know, create more resistance rather than actually the result that you want.
0: Yeah, small, small steps. And I think that's a great, you know, a great segue into just giving giving people some tangible small steps to start manifesting, to start meditating. So look up these short meditations, that can be guided, they can have music, and then you'll slowly increase the time. What do you think would be a good step, good first step for a beginner who's just getting into manifesting?
1: Well, first of all, you need to have a clear vision of what you want. Because oftentimes people are like, I don't even know how much money I want to make, or I don't even know where I want to live. And it's like, okay, so it's kind of like sending a package to someone and like not giving the address. It's like, you can't really <laughs> receive, you know, what you want if you don't get right. clarity or like what it is. So like if you don't have a clear vision and I mean clear vision like see yourself where you want to be who surrounds you what are you going to hear when you're there what how are you going to feel the feeling is the most important because this is the vibration that we emit and what we emit we attract so when we can really embody the vision that we are already there and we're already so grateful so relaxed so relieved when we are there and emit this energy the law of attraction is going to bring it to us but Disclaimer in here, do it until you really feel like your your energy is open to it, because the moment that you start doubting whether you actually can make it true, you're making again, bringing more resistance rather than more manifestation power. So even if you only do it for like one minute, but really embodying it and like being there and believing that this is it, this is my yeah. vision, I am embodying I'm there. This is the first very, very simple step to bringing yourself into the vibrational match to this reality that you want. But the thing is that I feel like this is a simple step, but you really need to do subconscious mind work if Mm -hmm. you want to bring your dreams into reality. And that's why I have this whole program, right? Because like, I believe that manifestation is possible for everyone, but people need tools. And like, yes. that's why I'm, I'm teaching. I'm, I am actually stopped being that much of a coach and now I'm a mentor. I'm more of a teacher because I don't want to actually give people fish anymore. I want to teach people how to fish. So in, in yes. this program, I'm actually teaching people how to reprogram their beliefs in a state of super learning, which means we can reprogram a belief usually within two to five minutes because we are putting mm-hmm. our brain in a brain wave of super learning. So so-called whole brain state where we process resistance way faster than normal. Mm-hmm. And so... When you do this kind of work, when you reprogram your beliefs, you work with your emotions, you resolve your traumas, then everything flows like really easily. And also you can do quantum leaps really fast. But without the subconscious work, honestly, I feel like you can use all kinds of tools, you know, visualization and meditation. But if you don't actually go deep enough to see what's in your subconscious and don't Mm -hmm. reprogram it, it's going to be just way slower and not as effective. So I would say, okay, hold a clear vision and get awareness and meditate, but
0: You really need to go deep into the shadows if you want effective and fast changes. Right, right. And do use tools, right? There's programs, there's resources, there's meditations, there's coaches, there's mentors, you know, and, and not feel, and there's so many resources out there and I'll definitely be tagging all of your information in the, in the notes so you can easily find you. And so tell us about your, your meditation. That is a freebie that you are going to be gifting everyone. So it's a master manifestation meditation
1: and it helps you to embody what I just said. So to have Mm. a clear vision and to really engage all the senses in this vision, but to also relax your body, to open up to more abundance flow, more energy of abundance entering your body, energy of money entering your body. There are a few affirmations as well in there. So it's like the whole journey that you have to open up to receive even more. Because the thing is that if you're tense, if you have all these subconscious suppressed energy and you're tense and you're stressed and so on, you close off. It's kind of like, imagine as you have channels in your body, right? Like pipes in your body. And if you're tense, they're like contracting and energy cannot flow. But if you're relaxing, the channels open. So the more fresh energy, more abundant energy can flow through you and out of you because we are vessels. So if we can expand our vessel, the more energy of money and abundance can flow in. And if we're tense, if we're contracted, we can't, let more fresh energy come in and we are stuck with the old patterns old energy in our body mm-hmm. so it's it helps you relax it helps you bring more money it helps you bring the vision of who you want to be into your embodiment right now so yeah it's just something to make your manifestation process more easy and flowing and also yeah. to show you because if you say an affirmation for example you know i deserve money and if you feel some resistance inside it's all, also showing you okay I have a sub- subconscious block in there, and maybe I don't believe that I deserve money. And then, what can I do about it?
0: Right, right. Let's spend some time on this cloud. So, oh, I love that. Exactly. Well, thank you for thank you for gifting that to everybody. We will be linking that below, and just thank you so much for all of your wisdom and your energy. I, I, every time I talk with mm-hmm. you or even watch your videos, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're just filled with so much energy, and it's all positive energy. And so, definitely check her out, everybody. And I think there couldn't be a more appropriate way to end a podcast. I gave you the line. Let's see if you remember it. But it goes right in line with uh, meditation and and manifesting. And, we, and these are just two key game changers. You know, Carolina and myself have both, our lives have completely changed because of these these habits and these, these imperative routines, right, that we add into our life. And it just adds so much just wealth of energy and just positive feelings and results. So definitely start your meditation practice, start small, start your manifesting practice, start small. And the biggest thing is just to start. So we both are just firm believers in that. So if we could leave you with just one thing, it would be this. Remember your line? <laughs> okay. I'm count three. We'll do One, two, three. Expect expect good, good things. things always always <laughs> and and they will happen yes <laughs> i know and i know you believe that i know you believe that well I thank you guys so much for being on the show um, check out carolina and we will talk to you next time thank you so much it's been a pleasure to talk to you awesome me too